Hi, you're listening to This Food Thing with me, Gemma Richards. On this podcast, we discuss our relationship with food, whether it is easy or less so, and how it affects our behavior. I suffered with eating disorders for years, and it took everything to pull through. Now that I'm at the other side, I want to open up the conversation, find out how other people manage this basic and most fundamental of relationships. I'm taking a light approach, but I think if this area of our lives is skewed, then so is the rest. It's never just about food. Today I'm talking to Mr. Ian Streets, a boxer, former fighter, I should have said, boxing coach, stuntman, co-founder of Workout Mafia and the Combat and Cuties podcast. Welcome to this food thing. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Tell me briefly before we start about the Combat and Cuties podcast. Uh, So um, Coffee and Combat Cuties is a podcast that myself and a good friend of mine, Rob, started. Okay. Um, And we essentially just discuss everything combat related. So boxing, tie boxing, MMA, all that sort of thing. We try and um, cover all aspects of it. like what what you're doing sounds fantastic giving a well-rounded um outlook of food we're just doing the same sort of thing with fights so not just the fights themselves we talk about upcoming fights previous fighters we do history apps we'll talk about um journeyman fighters so we try and interview people who uh, a journeyman someone who isn't on the winning path you know some of them have lost 200 times and they get in the ring they give 200 times yeah and they they're and they're a really important part of boxing if you look at when people start, often they'll fight, well, not often, always they'll fight journeymen with very few exceptions. Okay. Um, and it just gives them experience. It allows them to build their careers and they get valuable rounds. So people think they're, you know, not great, but often they, they're really good boxers. They just lack something, like they can't sell tickets or they lack power. So they get relegated to sort of building other people's careers. So there's a thing we, we like to cover that, promoters, everything. Yeah. Wow, it's doing really well, isn't it? It's it's going good. It's, yeah, I saw a bit of it. It was great. <laughs> it was you. great. So you're my wild card for this season because Ooh. I know that you don't have problems with food. Sounds good. Um, but so I was interested in talking to someone who who had a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And normally I talk to you about food, and we'd go on for ages and ages, and we talk about issues. But actually, I've done some research around boxing and eating disorders. All right. And I think it's a, a sort of big secret. Yes, um, it definitely is. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to talk to you. So let's. I'm going to find out a bit about you, your relationship with food and how you managed it when you were fighting professionally mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. maintaining that weight and at peak fitness. And then let's talk about boxing. Yeah, sounds good. And food and eating. So, Mr Ian Street. Yes. First question. Um, food. How's your relationship with food, friend, a very good friend. A very good friend. I How eat, good a friend? I eat a lot. Yeah. Do I mean, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much do you eat? A lot. Yeah, okay. A lot. I'm always eating. People say, do you ever stop eating? Yeah, <laughs> I, I do eat a lot. I mean, I'm moving all day, so... Um, okay. What time do you eat? Do you eat as soon as you wake up? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends. I go through, like, cycles. Sometimes if I'm doing intermittent fasting, I'll eat at my given time. Like, I, I eat in different ways. So often. you fast? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. For, I'll go through periods of intermittent fasting. For or, what reason? Um, now, I guess it would be vanity. Like, okay. I, I'm used to <laughs> fasting for helping with the um, weight loss. I don't have to make weight anymore. I'm not fighting anymore. So I don't have that. So now I guess it's just, you know, if I feel like, oh, you know. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, if 
for if I'm going for a project or something like that. Okay. Or if you're doing a photo shoot or... Yeah, something like that. You were filming? Yeah. You would, yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen you before you've filmed. Yeah. And you take good care of yourself before you get in front of that camera. (laughs) I try not to get too out of it. You know, it's better to stay ready than have to get ready, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So at the moment, like previously, I'll have a number that I have to hit. I don't have that anymore. But I still don't want to just... Okay. So let's just, all right, let's talk about that then. Because when you were fighting, um, I don't even know what class you would fight in. Would you be a... Well, I mean, I started competing quite young. So, I mean, I've got... How young? um, Well, I started training when I was five, I think. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) then it was traditional martial arts. I started competing, I think. You know, you have kids tournaments and stuff like that. But... I was competing at like 10, I guess. Wow. Um, so that's when you had your first boxing? No, no, no. So no. the boxing came late. Boxing was in my teens. Um, okay. This is, um, so you have your traditional martial arts and then you move on into the full contact stuff. Right. And then for me, I started with traditional arts. Then I went to boxing. I went to Thai boxing. And then at the end of my career, I did some MMA. Um, yeah. So, I mean, my weight has, I've fought everywhere from, 40 kilos right my the heaviest i fought at was at light heavy which is 94 kilos so it's a really big is that a heavyweight weight light heavyweight in, it's in a light heavyweight yeah. because i read that if you're a heavyweight there's no weight restriction so that means you can eat what you want uh, not have to hit a certain weight it, well in the mma there is there is a limit so well in the ufc i should say so um there's different organs organizations in pride used to be very big over in japan and they kind of like freak show fights so they'll have sumos or just humongous people in against like a tiny person tiny person yeah um <laughs> in the ufc to try and um because ufc was really instrumental in making mma mainstream because it's okay. quite hard to watch to start okay. off with for a lot of people um so they had rounds weight classes so there is a 265 in pounds is the heaviest you can weigh as a heavyweight if you're over that you've got to cut weight how what was tyson was a heavyweight wasn't he yeah how that's what bo- so boxing doesn't have that um doesn't have that ceiling oh so, i see yeah. i see yeah, yeah. i see and what's the ufc the what does that stand for uh ultimate fighting championship okay yeah okay. so that's a ufc is like the brand so it's like nike oh right and um mma is mixed martial arts that's uh, the sport okay. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah okay okay so, so you eat a lot um, with your intermittent fasting. Have mm-hmm. you ever been? Do you ever just think I'm just going to keep going and I'm not going to eat? Did that happen no, when you? No, were... I couldn't even if I wanted to. Like <laughs> it's just, yeah, I'm I'm not the sort of person that, that you want to be around if I'm hungry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, get off my chips. My, my, my friends joke because we we went away one time while I was doing the fasting. <laughs> And, um, but we were driving and we couldn't stop and, I, and they were just like, oh my God, we need to pull over and get this guy some food. <laughs> <laughs> when you're really hangry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So do you, um, do you eat to, because you enjoy eating or do you eat for fuel? Um, I mean, I guess it's worth saying I did, like my old factory bulb got damaged boxing. Okay. So my, How old were you when that happened? Um, that's a good question. I think it was 17. 17, 18. Um, so my sense of smell is really diminished. Um, and as a result, my taste, which I didn't think was the case. When people asked me, can you still taste? I said, yes. Yeah. We went to that dining in the dark place. You know, okay. we get served by yeah. the blind people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was horrific. I couldn't tell anything <laughs> from anything. So 
I, I also think that probably does help with my food. Like, I never crave things. That's, um, so, in, that's so interesting. But you feel hungry, but you don't go, oh, I'd love... No, yes. Yeah. So, so I'm like, I need to eat, but I'm never like, I need to eat this. I really want this. It's just, I want to eat. So I guess fuel is definitely the best way to think of it. Yeah. And you eat... So you, you never feel satiated with a taste then, do you? You just wait until you feel full. Yeah, I mean, and also I eat what's in front of me, so that's what I've got to be careful. You're like because, a Hoover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy to cook. Though. Yeah, and I just well, yeah, exactly. Here, have some plastic. And uh, <laughs> but you know the eyes are always bigger, so when we order, I'm ordering always ordering for like three people, and then I'm just. <laughs> Is it? I mean, you're, it's 17. That's a that's a long time. That's over 20 years to be without your yep. sense of taste and smell. Is it ever disappointing? When you order something and people are going, oh, this is great, it tastes no, um, no, I is think I'm, I'm pretty good at lying to myself, I think. I realise okay. that because for the for a start, I, I like to think of the positives. If you're going to lose a scent, smell is probably the best one, right? Sure. Um, mm, oh, I don't, yeah. Often when people are mentioning smells, they're complaining about them. So I'm like, hey, I swear <laughs> that, that's nice. Um, and with the food, to me it tastes. It's just I didn't really, like, I have no sense of comparison with what it tastes like for someone else. So right, okay. I'll eat something super spicy and I'm, it doesn't really taste to me spicy, but I'll be dripping with sweat. So okay. clearly it is. Okay. Um, and I just imagine like, yeah. Okay. Uh, but okay. I never eat something and go, that didn't taste good. Okay. So I've been sick before from having food that was that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it can be a problem. So you have to put your eggs in the bowl of water and see if they drop to the bottom or float. I didn't even know that trick. I'm yeah, going to have to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just palm it off first. Taste this. Is that all right? All right, cool. <laughs> like a king. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. A taster. taster. Yeah, that's the height, isn't it? That's what we're all aspiring to. What was, um, I, I, let's go back to the boxing and, and cutting weight. What was yeah. food like at home when you were a kid? Who was the main provider of food? Uh, definitely my mum. Mm-hmm. Um, and food was like abundant. We'd have a pantry cupboard, I remember that, with like little snacks and trees. But my mum was. Super smart. She'd refer to tuna as Spider-Man food. Like, she'd tell me good foods were, like, superhero stuff. So when you're little, ah. you want that. And it, actually, this brings back stuff I've totally forgotten about. <laughs> I'd go to parties and instead of cake, they'd give me, like, a fruit bowl and things like that. And I remember at that time I was like, but I want cake. What's this? But, I know. My mum did the yeah, same. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. But was Spider-Man your first superhero? Oh, God. Oh, I can't even remember. This has got back all that. But Spider-Man was up there. He-Man was... It, okay, it was all yeah. about He-Man. He-Man. The Hulk. Yeah. So she kind of tricked you by saying this yeah, is... Yeah, I guess looking back, and um, we've got these birds in Australia, and she used to tell me they were the um, Father Christmas birds. Like, that's how he knows who's been good or bad. So the birds <laughs> are everywhere. So you're just like, oh, I can't do anything wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Manipulative bitch, Oh, actually. wow. Yeah. <laughs> you might have to phone her. Yeah. Now. Did your dad cook? Was dad around cooking or um, providing for the family? I mean, definitely providing it, um, yeah. but not. he worked long hours, so he'd come home and then it'd be okay. just straight to eating. Okay. So, Did your mum teach you to cook? Oh, God, no. 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 So do you cook? No. No. I mean, I can make cereal and toast. Oh. <laughs> your ter- wife I like happy. people too much to try and cook for them. <laughs> but it would be difficult. Wouldn't it? Because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be simple as hell. There'd be no flavours because yeah. just Mold- either moldy, overdoor it, yeah. Mouldy pancakes. Yeah, but that, I think that helped cutting on weight because um, I can just eat the same thing over and over again and to me it's not a chore, you know, it's... Okay. What does a boxer eat when you're cutting weight? Well, that's that. interesting because 
we're going back now. So back. Um, when I Let's when I started, back. it was all still the carb loading thing, which made it quite. But obviously, when I was a kid, um, when you're competing young, for me anyway, cutting weight wasn't a huge thing. And I have to say, I was never one big on cutting weight. Like I, I'd rather just feel prepared um, at a more comfortable weight. Some people, because the idea behind cutting weight for anyone listening that doesn't watch fight sports is it gives you an advantage because on the day, if it's same day weigh-in, you mm. wouldn't really want to cut too much weight because you're having to get on the scale and fight at the same time. Yeah. So grappling tournaments like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, things like that, uh-huh. they have to basically weigh in and then go compete. You can't cut weight then because you don't have time. But with a lot of combat sports, you have as you get higher, um, you weigh in the day before. So you have a day before weigh-in and then you've got a full 24 hours to until you have to fight. So they don't weigh you again. No. Well, it, it, at the high, high levels, if someone's cut a lot of weight, they'll have a rehydration limit because I mean, we're talking 20 pounds, 30 pounds people are putting in over like, yeah, they really balloon up 20 to 30 yeah. pounds in 24 yeah, hours yeah. because they have, That's how they dehy- haven't eaten and they haven't drunk anything. Yeah. How long do they not drink for? Because that's what really shocked me about yeah. being the dehydration levels. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it depends how much weight you have to cut. You can, yeah, you can go a long time without drinking or having very little. There's a lot of, I mean, the secret that you talk about, the sort of, it's not even that much of a hidden, you just don't talk about it. We had a guest on our podcast who got his license stripped, like they took his ability to fight because on a podcast he talked about, um, cutting weight and he was literally just an open just saying oh you know it's a bit hard I have to cut and I think he was saying like 15 pounds 20 pounds and just him mentioning that there'd unfortunately been a death recently and from weight cutting and heart it doesn't I mean the thing is obviously when you're dehydrated your cerebrospinal fluid that's covering your brain is fluid so when you're dehydrated and then you go in and you're getting punched that's a really bad combination. So people that are cutting a lot of weight that are then getting hit, it's a cocktail for, you know, disaster. So sadly it goes hand in hand sometimes. Yeah. So people that cut a lot of weight, they're not in the best place to take punches. Yeah. How can you even stand up right? I'm, I'm seriously. Yeah. How can I mean, you stand there in the ring and, and think. Yeah. It's, and fight at it's that not level? easy. That's why when anybody who's fought watches fights very differently to people that haven't so some of the things you hear from the crowd you're like you've got no idea and you know when they're calling them this and that it's like just getting in there it, it's you see I never knew that until you told me recently and, yeah. and I'm, I still find that really shocking and does it even make sense that you have to cut weight does it improve the fight because there's lots well, of theories that yeah, say I mean, it doesn't yeah it's listen when when um we were talking about before we started recording about, you know, the money at stake and that people do whatever it takes. Right. And when the higher you go, it's all about the, how much you're willing to put in all the little things matter. So if you can get in that ring and be or ring or cage or whatever, and be physically, we saw it, um, Teofimo Lopez for, uh, Vasily Lomachenko, who okay. Lomachenko is one of the greatest boxes ever so uh-huh. we're lucky to have him uh-huh. and he looked like a child compared to Lopez he was just physically so much smaller he's gone up in weight right. Lopez is cut weight right and it looks I mean my last fight when you look at the weigh-in photos at MMA it, it looks hilarious because I got sick of cutting weight so I went up a weight division MMA weight divisions are very big right then you've got a guy who's 100 plus kilos cutting down to 94 whereas I'm an 80 kilo guy going up 
it's so when it comes to things like that where someone's leaning using your body weight it 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 comes in handy but you can if you don't get your rehydration right you it's way worse like what do you rehydrate with uh, so you have to you have everybody does it slightly differently but you have mm-hmm. to get your electrolytes in before you get the, if you just put the water straight in right then you get super sick so you have to get your electrolytes in while you're doing the water you have to sip it over a period of time and then you just start smashing it once you get a little bit in people put saline drips right some places right. allow it some people don't but okay. that's how dehydrated they are they need to get straight back on the drip You're listening to This Food Thing with me, Gemma Richards. Welcome back to This Food Thing. I'm interviewing Ian Streets. And we've just been talking when we were off air about what it must be like to get into the ring, having not eaten and drunk for years. (laughs) (laughs) Even though we mentioned it just now. And also... um, about my research, which I'm very proud about. Yes, a couple of me too. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, this, this quote here from a wrestler who said, I remember feeling I had just won a victory by making the weight for a match, and then I realised that I still had to wrestle. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that is very true. If you, like I said, I, I must say, I was never huge on weight cutting to the point where I moved up in weight divisions, like I said, because it, it, it's... Um, down to the person. Obviously, you cut the weight that you have to cut. Right. But I really noticed the difference. If I had, after a few kilos, I, I noticed that I just felt flat. So I. Do you mean like, a few kilos up or a few kilos down? No, no. So you're always cutting. Always. Always going down. Oh, okay. Um, but I'd get to a point where it's like, the the weight cut felt like it was taking too much. I'd rather go up in a division. Ah, so I see. Everyone, so when you start young, you as you're growing, you're filling out. It gets harder and harder and harder to make the weight. Yeah. Some people just stay because the, you're getting the success and you're like, this works. I've you know I've got it right. Then the body sort of it, it, you just keep filling out and you're like, look, I can't make the weight anymore. So if you look at fighters over their career, generally they'll tend to go up and up and up. Okay. Um. If they're the lightweight, heavyweights just stay like that. Okay. When I transitioned to the MMA, the weight divisions are much bigger than boxing. So I sort of had to decide which way am I going to go? Am I going to cut weight or am I going to go up? Okay. Um, Did you talk about, is it like common parlance? Do boxers talk to each other about weight cutting and techniques? Often you go through it together. You do, do you? One of the best things is... um, people like cut weight together so if you're fighting on the same card or around the same time or people just help out especially with the mma um i guess it's that wrestler community where they'll get in the sauna with you they'll kind of mm-hmm. suffer because i mean you're wearing sweatsuits so in the would sauna, you skip in, and wearing yeah, a sweatsuit yeah, and, yeah. and does that work wearing a sweatsuit for sure like does it well it depends what you mean by work like and this is what i must stress like all the stuff we're talking about it's not for everyday life. It's for a date. So um, when people say, oh, I bought a sweatsuit because I've got uh, this in, you know, six months. I'm going months. to a party. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> no. But it will, get, it, it will get the water out of you. 
Right. Right. So then you're going if as long as you don't put that water back in, you're gonna go down in weight. Okay. I use the quotation mark. Yeah, quotation yeah you're allowed. Because um you want to you've got a number that you have to hit. It's not fat. Okay. But no, your it's weight not fat. Yeah. But you your de- weight is going down. So that's the important thing. It's like But you deplete your glycogen stores, don't yeah. you? And you lose lean muscle mass. Y- um yes. yes. Yeah. The the whole aim through like the way you eat and what you're getting out is you try and keep that to a minimum. If you do it wrong, you load like you, literally you can see someone and they'll look terrible and you're like, okay, you really got your weight cut wrong. Um, now, um, s- the science has come so far and the people are just what you can eat now. Like I had a friend and he he was able to have chocolate and I was like, where was this when I was fighting? <laughs> it, it's cover longer. They've got it down to a T. Did you ever get really high from before? Because when I used to not eat when I was anorexic, I no. used to get very high. It doesn't happen all the time, but you're kind of always chasing it. Would you experience that before you fought? Would you just feel full of vital energy? It, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You can do. It can go either way. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I've been reading. Yeah. The, the amount of depression that happens and anxiety, people cutting weight. Yeah. And then afterwards, particularly if you haven't won the fight and you, you haven't performed very well and you've put all that work in... That's but, the worst. That's that, the worst. that must be the worst. People often think with the fighting, they think it's like about the getting hurt or whatever. And that's the last thing in your mind. I mean, if you're in the ring or cage and that's what you're thinking, you're in the wrong sport. You, you made a wrong decision. So it's not for you. It's not the physical pain. It's the, like you said, the performance. If you get out and sometimes even if you win and you didn't perform. That's what I read as well. Yeah. It's just that's the because... I love fight and I equate, uh, probably because I started young, but to me, everything in life is kind of like that. We're getting off, off on the tangent. No, sorry, no, no, but... do, do the tangent, do the tangent. <laughs> but, Forget um, about the food. Basically, it's very um, counterintuitive what you do in there. So someone rings a bell and yeah. then you've got someone you don't know and you yeah, just start weird. fighting. <laughs> and in that situation, whereas in everyday life, you kind of try and hide your inadequacies or things like that you're going to a place where people are watching potentially that happen on a public spectrum if it's a big fight on tv yeah you know you're really you're putting yourself out there you are uh, why are you putting yourself out there like that because you love the sport so much everyone has i think i mean i have a very important person all my tattoos are people that are important to me so this one here um he represents my coach corner man and he was like a mentor to me he was like you took emotional pain that you don't understand and you took turn it into physical pain because okay. that's easier. Okay. Um, but don't forget to work the brain as well. So it's like never just stop that. Don't just focus too much on one side. Um, and I think everyone that gets drawn to the fight, they're fighting much with the food. People are fighting a battle. and it, This is what I'm thinking about. And the, it's like a... Uh, it is like a metaphor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah a physical for sure. metaphor. For sure. And people fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, so with the food, people that struggle with that, I'm, I'm guessing it's much as that's a fight in itself. You know, it's the same sort of thing, and they're it's a different type of fight. But, but how they're feeling. Yeah, and then what? Well, one, what happens when they stop, and in between fights, and also when you finish your career, and also. I mean, I don't know how much you want to say about it, but it's not a conversation that you would have had with your fellow boxers or about eating disorders would you yeah i mean yeah put it so that's why when you came to me and um asked if i knew anybody that had that i guess yeah people yes and no i i have to say this 
I the reason I say I don't have a de- eating disorder and I don't feel like I know people with it, it it depends on definition. Like people listening may go, that's the definition of an eating disorder. You know, yeah, the fact maybe. that you got maybe. up and down, up and down. The reason I say no is because it always had a finish date. It was like, I'm cutting weight until this day and that's it. And that's why everybody, once that date's gone, it's not like you, yeah, you kind of gorge yourself. You're like, all the stuff I missed out on. And that's yeah. why when you look at a lot of fighters, as soon as their career's done, they balloon up. They do, Because don't all they? the years of sacrifice yeah. and all the things they couldn't do. Like being a jockey. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then to me, maybe that's disorder because it's like yo-yo, but I just feel like, that's not a disorder go on yeah I was just going to say this is probably going to be controversial but anything kind of worth doing requires sacrifice right and it's in the realm of as long as you're not causing permanent damage to how much you're cutting and that definitely does happen that people take it too far yeah Um, but it's just part of it you know it's just Um, and what's interesting is that someone else or you could be a different version of Ian and you could have developed an eating disorder because I also read about um, uh, people who are athletes and at that level of fitness are two to three times more likely to, to develop an eating disorder yep. than your average person on the street. And I also read something very interesting, um, if I can find it. Oh, yeah. The, the tension between the desire to increase size and maintain weight is the perfect dichotomy for eating disorders. So, you know, lucky you and good on you that you didn't develop anything. Because yeah, you yeah. clearly haven't. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to sound insensitive or anything, but it's. I guess it's, yeah. It's I, just I, how you are, right? Yeah, but I feel like a lot of people, to me, the finish date, I think, is very important. Uh, Do you know what I mean? It's like if that was elongated and you're doing it all the time, I uh, guess that is exactly an eating disorder. But you're not doing it for just to, for the sake yeah. of it, right? Well, it's disordered eating. I'm not sure it's a eating disorder. Yeah, yeah, but, that's probably perfect way of summing it up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, what about exercise? Did, did you ever feel addicted to exercise? Oh, I still am. Yeah, it's, I... Okay. Yeah. I think everybody needs something, right? And I've just been fortunate, and I think a lot of athletes are that that's what, especially with the fight sports. I mean, let's be honest. If you look yeah. at the characters that really make it, the choice was that or a lot worse. So it's better to have that. To me, it's like, yeah, if I'm not training, I feel it in every part of me. Like, I don't feel right. I, again, like the food, I'm bad to be around. It's just, it's my... It makes me feel normal. It's like sure. my reset button. Sure. So. so have you had periods of time when you haven't been able to exercise because you've been injured? Injured, yeah. And how has that affected your eating or have you just it, been okay? Actually, I never thought of that, but they really do go hand in hand. It's like you're almost like, oh, it doesn't matter, whatever. You right, know, like So right. when you're really in the strip, that's what also too... No, so you're making all these things. I don't think about it. But yeah, when everything seems to streamline itself. So when your training's going well, your eating's going well, you're not yeah. even thinking I'm missing out on this. You're just like, you're thinking about the performance. Like this is helping me get here. Yeah. When you're injured, it's like, I'm not training anyway. It doesn't matter. So then you just right. eat. I don't know if I'm sweat, but, uh, you, you can sweat. You can sweat, yeah. We're grown-ups. Uh, you, you end up eating <laughs> because you're like, oh, whatever. Um, Do you, and so the thought that at some point when you're not injured anymore... You're going to have to get it together 
you just shelve that thought. Yeah, you don't yeah. think, oh, I'll make it easier on myself. No, no. Like, <laughs> I mean, because also you, you are, you know, you're going to be going without again. It's not. That's not a question. You're never going to fighting, especially. Um, I'll stick to that because that's my of course, um, of course, my experience. Um, fighting is all about you want to think you did more than the other guy is or it? girl. Is so it? when you get in there, it's how well did you prepare? And that's why the worst feeling is that you cut corners because you can lie to other people. You yeah. can't lie to yourself and it shows on the night. If you cut corners, it'll show. So um, you know you're going to have to go through all that. If you are if you got in that ring and you didn't miss out on the drinks and the I food see. and this and that. There it is. Well. There it is on the show. Yeah. Right, okay. Did you just, I just want to ask you this question. Did you ever get into the ring having cut weight? I know you stopped cutting weight and you moved up a size or moved up a class. Did you ever get in the ring and think, really not up for this because I haven't drunk for a while or Um, eaten enough? I've definitely got on the scales like that. Have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of times, really, like when you were saying, how you even get, yeah, proper wobbly. Proper wobbly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, people pass out. That's when they will bin the fight. Like if you pass out on the scales. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Like, but, come on, come on, pull yourself but, together. I mean, it, it, joke side, it happens quite a lot. They'll have to go backstage and people are um, shaking, convulsing, and things like that because the sodium balance is, is wrong. That sodium? And, yeah. Um, they've just gone into proper cramps. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of bad stuff happens. Wow. That yeah. doesn't really get talked about, does it? No. Um, does it get talked about in the sports pages? I don't really read sports pages. Yeah, it's like if you're a prophet, you'll hear like this fight didn't go ahead because of this, and then they'll sort of give details. Um, But also, the reason it's not talked about, I guess, is because everybody does it differently. Okay, people don't want to give out how they do it necessarily, so it's not the governing bodies don't want you to talk about it because it's a dirty secret, mm. but different camps don't want to talk about it because they don't want you to know their process because if they can make their guys cut weight easily yeah. and you're killing yourself, they ain't going to tell you. They're not going to make your job easier. Yeah. So that's why it's important. Now it's good that science has come so far because before it was just go without. Right. right. Do you, um, I, I know Freddie Flintoff, he mm-hmm. did that interview, didn't he? Which I didn't hear. And he's right. now a boxer, isn't he? Oh, he had a bow, yeah. Oh, he had a bow, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll move on from that. I didn't, think, I didn't hear that. But uh, yes, apparently he did a very interesting interview. Do um, do boxers take um, stimulants and stuff to cut their appetite? Yeah. Give them more yeah, energy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, look, I, I'm not going to um, say it's the purest as well. There's a, everything, performance enhancing yeah. stuff, um, weight cut, everything, everything. Um, that's one of the most... Because the reason that a lot of like bodybuilding steroids aren't taken is because it counteracts, unless you're a heavyweight, it goes against what you want. You right. don't want to be. So that one quote where it's like, it's the dichotomy of wanting yeah. to be bigger. Yep, yep, yep. Often you don't, you want to be bigger than the other guy, not bigger than you are now. Right. If that makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. So they'll take whatever it takes, especially if they have cut some corners, they'll take whatever they need to to still make the weight. You're listening to This Food Thing with me, Gemma Richards. Welcome back to This Food Thing. I'm here with Ian Streets. And we were talking about uh, young kids going into boxing. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about young boys who start boxing. 
who internally don't feel great about themselves um, and they start boxing and maybe they have a career in boxing and how they manage all those insecurities that will be in them and stayed in them anyway and all their feelings mm-hmm. and how I can't quite don't quite know how I want to say it but how is it how is it for young men do you think is it different now than when you were fighting do you think there's more support um do you think they chat to each other more what do you think is there more mental health support um because prob- it's bubbling up isn't it probably to be fair um I'm going to tread lightly here okay. because my my opinions are still quite archaic, I guess. Are you, so, like 1850? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because the... F- I mean, we kind of already alluded to it. It's the fight thing. It, it, it's a fight from start to finish. So before you're in the ring, everything you're, you're fighting, like what are you willing to do? And so it is good because in the old days, people would lose a massive part of their careers before they even got in the ring just from the way you train it was just not trained smart it was trained hard and everything was how much are you willing to sacrifice how hard are you willing to work is that what you were told was that the culture yeah yeah yeah. and that's that's what your coaches tell you show it the whole time it's just show it so it's you know like you want to be a champion let's see it all the time and okay so my first boxing gym i was lucky it was a pro-am gym so there were pros and amateurs yeah um but it was the sparrings were there were like wars all the time so you kind of stagnate because you can't try anything new because you try it new and you get smashed and then you, you know so it's just a fight for survival so <laughs> it'll make you hard you'll get into the ring and they'll put you in with heavier weights and like if you can take this guy's punch when you fight someone your own size you'll be fine and the mentality sounds but the way I coach is very different I use a lot of what I learn and I try and you take definitely what worked, but also change what didn't. And to me, that's a big one because you want to know someone has the, I call it, has the dog in them. So you want okay. to know that it's there. Okay. Um, How do you find that out? You just By know. testing it. Are you testing yeah, it? Yeah, so you have to show it. Like at some point, look, at the end of the day, you're going to be hitting someone, they're going to be hitting you. It's right. not for everybody. It's, um, you know, there's the movies and stuff. So a lot of people want to try it, but when they're going gets tough they think okay maybe i'll stick to basketball or something do you know what i mean so you have to know who you're dealing with um so i get it but i feel once they've shown it you don't need to empty the well and back in the old days they just empty the well the whole time it's like and what do you mean when you say empty the well you mean break someone down break it down all the time right right you know push you past where's your limit and then push you past that all the time all the time all the time and when it's getting near a fight and in the camp yeah you you will do that but it was just con- continue a lot of the time. Did um, you get broken down? Yeah, you have to. You know, you you, you have to to a point um, because you're gonna feel it out there. You'll never be prepared enough. Right, you know, when right. you get out there and the crowd and the adrenaline and everything, you can never be prepared enough for that. So, but. The, to answer your question. I can so feel I, the excitement. I'm just like, and I have classes with you and I can't even pivot after six months, but I'm thinking, oh, I'm going into the ring. I can feel it. Yeah, it's no, it's a great experience. You learn a lot, a lot about yourself out there. But yeah. um, uh, to go back to the impressionable what you, young what men, you're asking yeah. is the reason uh, I like to think if they need it, it's there. Right. Um, 
but I am still sort of of the mentality where at some point you, you're you going to be uncomfortable. You know, it's okay. like... Okay. And I think... I look at it from the perspective of these impressionable kids. I don't think like boxing will exploit that. I think that'll give them an avenue to get it out in a healthy way. So that's why it's like, I don't, I'll reserve too much and say, because I feel like it's a good thing for them. I feel like Mm. it's probably one of the best ways and it's bias obviously, but if they're struggling, they can get it out in a good way, you know. Yeah, Um, yeah. They don't – this is the thing. We're talking, obviously, as well, too, about a lot of the fight stuff, which is where the weight matters. Sure. But people – um, like, for example, you may never want to fight, but you enjoy the training, right? I am never, so, yeah. ever going to fight. I'm going to leave it it's as maybe. It's never, so ever you happening. Won't. I'll get her in there. You won't. Your listeners, you won't. Next, 50 years next, time. Next episode, I'll be back. She'll be in the room. But, um, you I'll know, so... I'll be a weight cutter. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but So we're focusing on the, the competition side, which is where the weight matters. But there's a whole side, especially these days, like right. boxing has become so much more popular where those kids, the impressionable ones, maybe will just stick to doing it for the sake of it. And it doesn't matter how bad a day you have, you put some gloves on and you smash something, That's you're going to feel better. That's true. Um, yeah. So hopefully they will just stick to that side of things. If, you know, if they struggle with weight things having a weight limit is not a good combination. What about street fighting and bare knuckle fighting? They're all pretty lean, aren't they? Uh, all right, I don't want to be pedantic. What are we talking about? Street fighting or bare knuckle? Because there's a bit... Bare knuckle no, fighting is a sport what is, what and is street fighting is when you fight out on the street. So oh, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, there's a big push. Um, bare knuckle fighting in America because you can hold and hit or bare knuckle boxing over here where they don't allow the holding but it's still a sport so there's weight limits there's rounds it's there's a referee street fighting is someone bumps into you out on the street okay. and you punch them up yeah. so okay. that, that's its own thing like uh, okay yeah. okay I thought there was two like different genres no, 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 or something no, no, no. So, where's, but, where's the one where you can headbutt because you said that's left way you said so to me once oh the headbutt changed yeah. my life <laughs> yeah it did <laughs> that's called left way that's from Myanmar uh, Burma okay yeah. okay um, so those guys, I mean, generally most Southeast Asians are pretty lean, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, that raises an interesting thing with the food. Um, when I was, uh, I lived out in China and when mm. um, when I was training out there, they were very curious. They were like, because obviously there's levels to everything. You You struggle with something and you box, but your idea of struggle is very different to someone in another part of the world. And... For a lot of people, it literally took them from the gutter out. And they were just saying to me, they're like, why do you do this? Like, you will never beat us because if we win, we get meat to go with our rice. And if we lose, we don't get the rice. It's literally like... Wow, survival. Well, they're going in there with the hunger in every sense of the word because... You know, it's just down to that. Like, it's punishment. If you lose, if you don't put on a good show, forget it. Are they the best fighters? Oh, I mean, it's it depends. Uh, where at that time that was a Thai and Sanda. Sanda is like the uh, sort of fighting style out there, the full okay. contact fighting style. Okay. Um, and I was training with the Thai guys, the Muay Thai guys. So okay. we'd have like cross rules ones where you could throw, but you could also elbow and knee, and it was a bit of a right, right, right. mix. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, best fighters come from. It depends on the sport. It depends on the weight class. Would you? Because um, I know you have step kids. Uh, or your kids, would you encourage them? Would you, if they said, we want to be boxers, what would you um, say? Yeah, I mean, I guess the 
best thing. I, I guess I'm kind of similar in that. So I love, I love them having an interest in it and doing it. And I always think all combat stuff, it's better to have it and not need it than mm-hmm. need it and not have it. Mm-hmm. But my dad was obsessed with boxing. Was, was he like, a boxer? Well, he, he, he definitely fought. Um, <laughs> he, and, uh, he was a street fighter. <laughs> exactly. There we go. There we go. Shout out that. Um, yeah. He, he, um, but he hated the idea of me boxing. He didn't mind the martial arts and everything. And they obviously, I was young, so they took me everywhere. But when he found out I was boxing, he didn't like wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Even though he loved it, it's... Not for his son. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. So um, it's kind of simple. You never want to think of people getting smashed up, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you care about them. But that's one side of it, you know. So I would I would obviously have that bit. But, no, I, I, I think it's good um, to make a career of maybe not. Um, that would be a thing. And to this day, I feel like boxing I think about from morning till night but I've always been very careful not to get too much on the business side of things I've never managed people never wanted to get into the promotion side because that's a very dirty business Uh, Um, yeah yeah. so I I love the it's got such great qualities to it and I try and focus on them you know there's enough people that make their money on the the bad side of it yeah yeah but yeah so I think for for their own good yeah Definitely. But if they wanted a career, um, I wouldn't be sure about that. Ah, oh, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it? What I'm interested about, um, what gets, just, you said there's a couple of things that kind of gets you in the ring when we were talking, mm-hmm. when we were off air. And you said it's all about the fight and, and proving that all the time that, you, that you've, you've got it in you and mm-hmm. that you're going to win the fight. And I'm being a bit simplistic, I think, because... You, you'd almost think that that mentality would stop everybody from having an eating disorder or continuing an an eating disorder after the fight's over, Mm. you know, in the kind of down bits of their career. Um, But it doesn't because we're all different. Yeah. And it's a big old melting pot, isn't it? Yeah. Um, It just must be such a struggle. It must be such a struggle being a fighter and battling with your food and having that. Yeah. That in the background when you're trying to perform and, and, and maintain and, yeah, it's, and you're getting beaten up. Well, it's... So so do people, do you think they go into fighting because they have some kind of masochistic thing going on or can you talk a tiny bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, we, I think we went on air when we were talking about, but it's like, you know, there'll be driving factors. So either you're battling internal demons that in the ring that makes more sense you know you take this obscure thing and you fight a person you project that onto the person that or it's maybe you're getting into a bit of trouble outside of the ring you're fighting anyway and then you know you, you develop some skill for it and people right. are like well look if i can travel because of this or i can get some money for yeah. it i'm doing it anyway yeah, it be, sure. yeah and i mean for sure like when things kicked off after you've had hard sparring, it's the last thing on your mind. You're like, look, I'm, I'm doing this all day. I don't, you know, like, yeah. So people have this thing that you know you're just thugs roaming around that want to fight. But half the time you're so tired from doing it all day that sure. it's the last thing. And yeah, obviously not everybody things happen, but um, yeah. yeah. What's what's the uh, what's the best food for a boxer? What's the best diet? I know everyone's different. Everyone's different. Uh, to, to me, what really worked was the high-protein stuff. Okay. Um, so that's why it was hard in the old carb-loading days. But like I said, I was a kid then. 
um, and weight cutting, which is good. They don't really, for my experience anyway, they don't promote it a lot for the kids. It's later down the line. Um, but some sports, you know, the, you hear horror stories of, um, and maybe it's just because maybe you hear the same about fight sports because I'm in it. I don't think of it like that. But, you know, with like the gymnastics and things like that. they really terrible. Have, like, that's the highest. I was going to say weigh in all the time, but they did that with us. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, but, no, but boxing's in the top four. In, in my research, my wow. relentless research that I did for this interview, <laughs> boxing is in the top four for, for developing an eating disorder, along with wrestling, oh, really? 100% gymnastics, yeah. and particularly because gymnastics is populated more by women than yeah. men. Yeah. Yeah. It's full on, isn't it? Yeah. It's just the, the struggle is also to going out, but that's, do you know what I mean? It's like that's part, of, you know what you're getting into. So when you go out and other people are eating all this stuff and you're just like, oh. My salad leaves and water, but you know it is what it is. Is they say, and it's true. Like no food tastes tastes as good as victory. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How bad do you want it? Yeah. Are there any vegetarian boxers, vegan boxers? Yeah, yeah, there are. Are there? There are nowadays. Nowadays. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just a fad. Nothing to do with suffering of animals or anything like that. (laughs) But yeah, no, there are actually. Okay. Yeah, and you know that helps all the different core. people. People's mentalities are changing. What, what you should eat changes. All yeah, time. because that's part of the whole machismo thing, isn't it? Yeah. Meat, meat, the protein. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, final question. Yeah. What five foods would you take to an island? Oh, foods or ingredients? Do I have to cook my own food? Because I'm. Um. I'm that's the case. Yeah, yeah. You can take it. Mm, yeah. Don't worry about the cooking. Just take whatever you want. All right. That so magically. They can be pre-made- Food, you can take okay. whatever you want, right. but magically it will appear as you need it. Oh, on as the I need it, so not five meals and then I'm dead. Okay. No, 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 oh, no. Oh, wow. see, yeah. Oh, that yeah, there's not like five last suppers. Oh, okay. All you, right. You have a store covered. So I well. definitely need chicken parmigiana. Like chicken parmigiana. Okay. That for sure. Um, pad thai. Uh huh. Really, Love really hot. Love it. But, I mean, Could, you can't taste, taste it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred chilies. Um, oh, wow. I'm two down. I'm trying You've to taken see. two meals, which is a bit of a cheat, but because you're my wild card, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, then I'd just have the chicken that reloads itself. Okay. Um, and then, like, I, I have to pick a vegetable or could I just say, like, you can, salad? You can take whatever you want. Yeah, and that. It's and then your eggs. island. There we go. So you've got chicken parmigiana. Yep. Cheat. Heavy on the chicken. And then you've got... um <laughs> thai. thai. Yep. And then you've got a chicken coop, obviously, because yep. you've got a never-ending yep. supply of chickens that should be slaughtering yourself with your, <laughs> with your bare knuckles. <laughs> and um, um, those poor chickens. And Done then you're going to take... <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. And then you're going to take some salad. Yep, and eggs. And eggs. What kind of salad are you going to take? Just the whole thing. The whole thing? Yeah. Like, <laughs> tomatoes and lettuce. You're such and a it. cheat, Ian. <laughs> such hey, a cheat. I stipulated ingredients or... <laughs> Okay, you can have it all. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for being on this food thing. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I'd love to know your favourite bit from this episode. Let me know on Instagram at This Food Thing Podcast or join us again in the next episode.